From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Hey, thanks for joining us for WIA News for week commencing October 9, 2011. And thanks to the guys at Amateur Radio New South Wales and Matthew in particular for putting together all that news last week. That was great. Next week for Jota, October 16, the news will emanate from the Wild West, from VK6 and VK6 POP, who looks after Jota, will be giving us the broadcast of the Jota weekend. VK3 Centenary goes on air. For the month of November 2011, the special call sign VK100ARV will be well sought after and qualifies towards the Amateur Radio Centenary Award. This year is the 100th anniversary of the Amateur Wireless Society of Victoria, formed in 1911, quickly changing its name to the Wireless Institute of Victoria, and today known as Amateur Radio Victoria. A special QSL card is on offer. On the front, it features defining words capturing the spirit of the founding of the organisation. On the back, a gallery of presidents and the information panel. The award certificate has a montage of the organisation over the decades. For Australian stations, a total of 100 points are required and DX stations, 25. Both the QSL card and certificate are worth obtaining for display and will show the centenary logo. A white pointer shark sighting last month is the first off the Rockingham coast in VK6 since a fatal attack resulted in a monitoring station being installed at Warnbro Sound. Authorities issued a warning after a 5 metre great white was spotted near Kawana Power Station. Movement was picked up by Department of Fisheries Tracking Station, 600 metres off the coast of Port Kennedy Foreshore Park. 20 such listening posts are placed along the metropolitan coastline to monitor shark activity. Now, this newer deterrent to sharks may not be as great as first thought. The project receivers do not actually detect sharks. They only detect acoustic transmitters that have been attached to sharks. The officials say they can only detect up to the 120 sharks that have been tagged. And let's hope those 120 are the hungry ones. Carla Edwards, Sunday night host on the Super Radio Network across Australia, had as guest Jeff Johnson, VK4XJJ, at the completion of Jeff's Walk Across Australia. Yeah, right at this moment, we are very near to uh, the finish point itself. We've come back a little bit, but we're the westernmost part of the Australian mainland, and it's called Steep Point. And it is uh, on the entrance to Shark Bay, uh, which is a, uh, a protected area of National Park and marine environment. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Jeff Johnson, thank you so very much. I look forward to talking to you at another time when your feet aren't so sore and you're not so out of puff. <laughs> yeah, I look forward to talking to you when I get back to Newcastle, Carla. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jeff. Congratulations. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you. Uh, check this out. It's www.nets.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net.net
I'm based on the Sunshine Coast of Queensland, about 100 kilometres north of Brisbane. My amateur radio activities have almost always revolved around contesting, and that is where my main interest in board activities will lie. To that end, I have joined VK6POP on the board's push to improve the lot of Australian contests. Part of the campaign is to establish better log checking and submission provisions for the contest managers, as the board realises that this is a very onerous task, and one that can be implemented through software. We're hoping this may be ready for 2012. I must thank the board for thinking of me as, as a director and wonder what I can do to repay them for the role. I'm also totally delighted in the number of my friends who have joined the WAA after my appointment. Regards, Trent Sampson. Back to the news desk. VK1 WIA. All local news. We go around VK in 80 seconds. Hams across Australia it is. VK2 on Hornsby and District's Amateur Radio Club Incorporated. This club offers a range of training and examination services for those wishing to obtain their amateur radio licence or wish to upgrade. Please contact the club ideally via their website. All WIA affiliated clubs, you'll find them when you go to wia.org.au and check out clubs. VK3 and Amateur Logic TV episode 33 is up. Still further raves about the world's first amateur radio digital amateur television QSO party from VK3 RTV, then telecast live worldwide as part of the centenary celebrations for Amateur Radio Australia. Peter Barrett, VK3 Popper Bravo, has included some great footage from the groundbreaking event on the web TV show Amateur Logic. Peter is one of the show's regulars and took part in it all. Just Google Amateur Logic TV episode 33. Q News from VK4 and News from North Queensland. The IEEE Northern Australian section invites you to attend a seminar on Wednesday, October 12, noon, at James Cook University. Peter Herbert, Senior Inspector of Mines, Electrical, Mackay District, will lecture on electrical engineering in the mining industry. The talk features the speaker's experiences with what can go wrong and resulting impacts. For further information, the web address you'll find it when you read wia.org.au's weekly national news broadcast. And this week, we've been hearing from quite a few places around VK that are holding microwave tests and microwave activity days. In fact, I think we'll be hearing VK3, VK6 and VK4. Now, we're focusing on what we described previously, the Out in the Field Microwave Activity Day. And it's coming up on Sunday the 23rd of October. We've altered the date a little bit to make way for Jota. The VHF group is encouraging as many folk as possible to activate as many of the bands above 1 gigahertz as possible on the day. Many folk will remember the really good day that the first of these operating days was last year. We're hoping that this one will be even better. Weather permitting, there will be stations active at elevated locations or from their homes from various places around South East Queensland. Members of the group look forward to meeting whoever will come to the 2011 Microwave Activity Day. This has been Doug Friend, VK4OE from the Brisbane VHF Group. From VK4 to VK6, and just a reminder, the WA VHF Group's 2011 Spring Scramble is just days away. In fact, Sunday, 16th of October, the aim of the scramble is to Contact as many different stations as possible on as many bands, 50 megs and above. As the spring scramble coincides with the Jota weekend, Jota stations are very much welcome and encouraged to take part in the contest. Now the scramble will run for two hours between 10.30am and 12.30pm local VK6 time. That is 02.30 to 04.30 UTC. The contest is divided into two intervals of one hour each. Double points are awarded for contacts with portable and country stations. Now, if anybody has any queries or questions, don't hesitate to contact Rob, Victor Kilo 6, Lima Delta.
across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service in the mid-north of South Australia. It can be heard on VK5 RMN 146.700 at 9am Sunday. I'm Bob, VK5 MRW. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au. What use is an F-call? I've now had my foundation licence just over 200 days. If I had a dollar for every time I was asked, when are you upgrading your licence, I'd be able to retire. Well, at least eat out. I'm unsure about the sentiment. I understand when it's asked from a place of encouragement and improvement, but oftentimes it appears cloaked in the notion that an F-call is merely a stepping stone to a, quote, real licence. Allow me to make some observations. If I had an advanced licence and I decided to engage in QRP, low-power broadcasting, then I'd get accolades for my ability to get to another station on the smell of an oily rag. If I built a magnificent antenna from scratch, I'd get inquiries about the design and suggestions on improvements. If I came up with a particularly nice design for a power supply, or a filter for a generator, or any number of contributions, I'd be welcomed into the ranks of a real amateur, whatever that might mean. You might have noticed that I could have skipped the notion of needing an advanced license, because in fact, all of this can be done with a foundation license. You may think that I'm having a go at those who snigger about the FWIT license. That's not for me to say. Instead, I'm trusting that if you hold an F-call, that you gain confidence in your skills and privileges, and that over time you too will become a, quote, real amateur. When I learned to fly, I visualized a bubble around the aircraft. Inside the bubble is safe. Outside is certain disaster. As you manipulate the controls, you might move around inside the bubble, or make it larger or smaller. Initially, the bubble seemed infinite in size, but as experience was gained, the bubble shrunk. It may well be that my experience in amateur radio can be described as a bubble, though probably not in terms of safe and disaster. When my skills in amateur radio improve and increase, I might determine that the bubble that restricts the foundation license stops me from exploring into fields that I'd like to investigate. Until that time, I'm perfectly happy with my F-call. I'm proud to have it, honoured to be a member of the amateur radio community, and pleased to be able to explore this landscape. I'm Ono, VK6, Fox Lima. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. WIA and the National News Service, I'm Graham VK4BB. Coming up now, we've got international news and also a look at the education scene. Still to come, a rebroadcast due to quite a few requests of the DX Code of Conduct, thanks to John VK2JJW. But here is VK2LAW. Here's Jason. We look at the international scene and at Education, Youth and Advancement of Amateur Radio. Following the recent IARU Region 1 conference in South Africa, member societies were urged to appoint a youth coordinator. At the last Irish committee meeting, Ger McNamara, EI4GXB, was appointed to the role. Ger is seeking ideas from members on how to best generate interest in amateur radio from young people. A great idea from Region 1 that our own region, maybe WIA, should consider. Galileo competition for 9 to 11 year olds. 
The UK Space Agency has announced an EU Commission drawing competition for children aged 9 to 11. The winning entry from each EU member country will have one of the Galileo Global Navigation Satellites named after them. Galileo is the European Union's global satellite navigation system. The first two Galileo satellites are scheduled for launch on October 20 and are named Natalia and this after the children winning the competitions in Bulgaria and Belgium. The competition is now open to other European Union member countries. International news with thanks to RSGB, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. ARRL briefs White House on amateur radio's capabilities during emergencies. On September 12, at the invitation of White House Cyber Security Coordinator Howard A. Schmidt W7HAS, the ARRL briefed several members of the National Security Staff on the capabilities of the amateur radio service to communicate in emergencies. The White House is looking for ways that the great work of amateur radio operators can continue to support emergencies in the future, with particular attention to increased use and dependency on internet-based technologies, W7HAS said. The ARRL presentation, conducted by Emergency Preparedness Manager Mike Corey, W5MPC, along with President Kay Craigie, N3KN, and Chief Executive Officer David Sumner, K1ZZ, focused on amateur radio's current and evolving capabilities to provide internet messaging connectivity. International support for RSGB proposed 472 to 480 kHz amateur radio band. For several years, the RSGB has been very actively involved in preparations for the 2012 World Radio Congress, or WRC-12. The work centres on creating a European Common Proposal, or ECP, for a secondary amateur radio allocation in the band of 415 to 526.5 kHz. Society representatives have been working with one of SEP's project teams to secure a positive outcome on this, the only amateur radio-related agenda item. The SEP project team has approved a draft ECP for an 8 kHz wideband between 472 and 480 kHz. This draft ECP now goes to SEP's conference preparatory group for a formal ratification in November. This breakthrough at the 11th and final meeting of the project team occurred with the submission by Ofcom of an RSGB drafted compromise ECP proposal. Whilst the 8 kHz band differs from that agreed by CITEL, a similar regional grouping of countries to SEPT but in the Americas, there is a 6 kHz overlap. Of course, there's still some way to go, but the prospect of an agreed SEPT position is good progress, representing a 48-country block vote going into next year's WRC-12. CQ Publishing to offer all magazines in digital format. New York-based hobby electronics publisher Richard Ross, K2MGA, has announced that his CQ Communications will launch multi-platform digital editions of all of its magazine titles before the end of 2011. These include CQ Magazine, CQ VHF, Popular Communications, and World Radio Online. According to Editorial Director Rich Moseson, W2VU, the digital editions will supplement, not replace, current print editions and will feature enhancements not possible in the print medium. Versions will be available for a variety of online and mobile platforms, including PC, Mac, iPhone, iPad, Android 2.0, and higher. 
Examples of features that will be possible in the digital world include live links to all World Wide Web addresses listed in each issue, as well as supplemental content. This will include such additions as photo albums, audio and video files, software, and more. The digital editions of the CQ publications will be hosted by Zinio.com. Zinio is one of the top names in the e-magazine publishing business. Moseson says that CQ's choosing of Zinio will assure that their magazines will always be able to take advantage of new technology when it becomes available. The countdown has started on the Mediterranean DX Club's de-expedition to Nepal. This operation is slated to begin November 13th and run through the 25th. More information on this one online at www.mdxc.org slash Nepal2011. And the follow-up to a previous story about the special event station N4S that recently commemorated the final launch of America's space shuttle program. This with the flight of Atlantis from the Kennedy Space Center on mission STS-135. It turns out that during its operation, N4S made 2,956 contacts worldwide and QSL requests are being processed. Several QSL parties by members of the North Brevard Amateur Radio Club are making progress in responding to all of those amateur radio operators requesting confirmation. And finally this week, the story of a music video about ham radio. The title, Come and Join Us on the Airwaves. It was written and performed by Andrew John Huddleston, OZ5E. Andrew, along with his wife Lisa, are country music devotees who live in Aarhus, Denmark, and are likely best known simply as the Ham Band. This as a result of their 1994 CD of amateur radio-related songs, simply titled, Seek You. About a decade ago, Andrew and Lisa produced a ham radio video titled, Come and Join Us on the Airwaves. The video features Andrew in a tuxedo atop a 100-foot-high tower and Lisa at the 60-foot level performing the song while uncorking a bottle of champagne. Unfortunately, when the video was posted to YouTube, the technology of the day did not do justice to the visual content. Now, with the advent of high-definition video on the YouTube site, that all has changed. The original version of the video that we uploaded to YouTube was actually quite good quality. I would say medium quality, and it was viewed by about 18,000 people, which I thought was quite impressive. And then the strangest thing happened. Some other people, I think two or three other individuals, have uploaded really low-quality versions of the video. Wrong aspect ratio, rotten sound, and these versions have been viewed by no less than half a million people. So we thought, let's put the high-definition version out there so that people can see that actually our radio station is a very, very pretty one. 150th birth anniversary, a weird and wonderful special station for the inventor of, wait for it, basketball. VA3AAR will be celebrating the 150th anniversary of the birth of Dr James Naismith, Almont native, to one of the inventor of basketball at the mill of Kintail near his birthplace. Frequencies 14150 kHz plus or minus 5 kHz, 7250 kHz plus or minus 5 kHz, and 3755 kHz. Sunday, November 6, 2011, 24 hour operation 0000 to 2359 UTC. 
Across Australia, from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service in the ACT region, where it can be heard on our Mount Janini 2 metre and 70 centimetre repeaters, 146.950 and 438.050. On Sunday mornings at 0900 local time, this is Alan, VK1 Whiskey X-Ray. Believe it or not, this story from our Weird and Wonderful file. Weird and Wonderful. AK-47 first prize in Somali radio competition for kids. An Islamist-backed radio station in Somalia has awarded assault rifles and hand grenades to the winners of a children's Quran recital competition. Radio Andalus, run by the Al-Shabaab rebel militia, said that the first prize was an AK-47 and £450. The runner-up received an AK-47 and £320, while the child who came third received two F1 hand grenades and £250. The three children also received religious books. The Quran recital contest has been running for three years now. In 2009, prizes included anti-tank mines, and the winners of the contest were between 17 and 20 years of age. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Operational News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ. Special Events and On-Air Contest Column, Dateline 2011. October 8-9, OC Oceania DX Contest CW. October 16, VK6, West Australia VHF Group Spring Scramble. October 22, WIA Jack Files Contest. November 26 and 27, WIA Spring VHF UHF Field Day. 2012, January VK Ross Hull Memorial VHF UHF Contest. March 17 and 18, VK John Moyle Memorial Field Day. June Long Weekend, VK Four Time. VK Shires Contest. July, First full weekend, NZART Memorial Contest. Special event stations, DX and Beacon and Net Advice. Help save the DX logs. Bob, N2OO from the QSL Manager Society says, If anyone knows of any DX or DX vision logs and blank cards that are in jeopardy of being trashed, please save them. If you are a QSL manager and can't be bothered anymore, please contact us. Contact the QSL Manager Society and they pledge to locate a quality replacement QSL manager. Just because a DX vision log is old does not mean that it is not worthy of being saved. Save DX logs. DL8KX and DD8ZJ will be active as 9H3KX from Gozo Island between the 8th and 14th of October. Their operation will be on the HF bands using CW and SSB. QSL via DL8KX either direct or via the Bureau. Just a reminder for the prefix hunters at station, LM9L40Y will be on the air until the end of December. This call is operated by members of the LA9L Radio Club in Norway and is to celebrate the 40th anniversary of the club. Intruder Watch, Enforcement Zone. Region 3, IARUMS coordinator is Peter Young, VK3MV. VKIARUMS reflector email to subscribe intruders at wia.org.au Intruder Nets Friday 0730 hours UTC 7065.5 with VK4CEU David 
Amateur exclusive frequencies where any non-amateur signal is definitely an intruder. Amateur HF spectrum worldwide, 7.050 to 7.100, 14 14.200 to 14.250, 14.250 to 14.350, no broadcasters. 21.000 to more from the IARU Region 1 conference held in Sun City is that the DX Code of Conduct was approved and operators were urged to support it. I will listen and listen and then listen again before calling. I will only call if I can copy the DX station properly. I will not trust the DX cluster and will be sure of the DX station's call sign before calling. I will not interfere with the DX station nor anyone calling and will never tune up on the DX frequency or in the QSX slot. I will wait for the DX station to end the contact before I call. I will always send my full call sign. I will call and then listen for a reasonable interval. I will not call continuously. I will not transmit when the DX operator calls another call sign, not mine. I will not transmit when the DX operator queries a call sign, not like mine. I will not transmit when the DX station requests geographic areas other than mine. When the DX operator calls me, I will not repeat my call sign unless I think he's copied it incorrectly. I will be thankful if and when I do make a contact. I will respect my fellow radio amateurs and conduct myself so as to earn their respect. In just a moment, WIA President Michael Owen joins us at the tail of the news with some very interesting news, important news, and something that we, uh, we all should have a good listen to. But first, in special interest group news, one item only, VHF and above, it's the VK3 Microwave Activity Day. Next Sunday, October 16, all the VK3 activity starts at 08.30, which is 21.30 Zulu. This follows the successful activities over the last two Easters. It'll be spearheaded by Mokul Coleman, VK3KH, perched portable at Arthur's seat on the Mornington Peninsula, who welcomes visitors. And any radio operator with 23 centimetres capability is welcome to take part in the event. The band is the easiest in the microwave spectrum, whether home-based or portable. Now again, activity starts at 08.30, that's Australian Eastern Daylight Time, which is 21.30. The first hour and a half to focus on 1296 megs, then progressing to the other bands, liaison occurring on 144.150. If you'd like to find out a bit more, you can contact Michael VK3KH. 
And another Michael joins us now. It's the president of the WIA, Michael Owen, VK3KI. This is Michael Owen, VK3KI. Mark Loney, Executive Manager, Operations Branch of the ACMA, has advised the WIA that the Operations Branch has been investigating interference to the Mount Cottrell and Mount Maston repeaters as a result of complaints made by radio amateurs. As a result of those investigations, the ACMA applied to the Melbourne Magistrates Court for the issue of a search warrant under the Radio Communications Act. The application was successful and the search warrant was executed on premises in Metropolitan Melbourne on Wednesday 14 September with the assistance of Victoria Police. Mr Loney advises that as this is an ongoing investigation, the ACMA is unable to provide further details. Certainly, I can say on behalf of the WIA that the WIA welcomes these compliance activities affecting the amateur community. Mr Loney points out that the successful prosecution of individuals charged with causing serious interference on amateur bands depends heavily on the willingness of amateurs to give evidence and to provide evidentiary statements to ACMA compliance staff. The WIA encourages all amateurs to support the ACMA investigations. Thanks, Michael. And thanks to all the rebroadcasters for getting up each and every week to broadcast this, the WIA National News. And thank you for listening to WIA National News. I'm Graham VK4BB. Don't forget next week, the big Jota edition that'll come from the West from VK6POP Bob Bristow. Till then, walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.